Welcome to the Johnny Cassell Show. This is your number one resource for dating and lifestyle advice. You come up with this financial dream to be financially free in your in your mid thirties, and you know you put that goal in place. Um, you went upon that journey and and you achieved it. And not only did you achieve financial freedom for yourself, but then began to share the journey of how to do that, which then went on to help people create six to seven uh, and eight figure businesses, which is fantastic. And I'm sure that a lot of people would want to learn more about. I also spoke about how you've got this fantastic skill set where if, you know, if you were to go into a networking event, for sure, you would be the person that people would most likely want to speak to. And I'd be really interested to use this time to unpack what that is and how people can sort of replicate that to make themselves magnetic. And uh, there I'm queuing in the title of your your book there, your best-selling mm. book, uh, Social Magnetism, which uh, speaks, a, speaks a lot about that. Um, you've been on, you've been on various documentaries. I remember seeing you on a documentary uh, not so long ago now, where um, you know you was a la- you, documented you as a landlord, and uh, almost like trading places with them, uh, which was an interesting one. So maybe we'll touch upon that. That was a bit lovely. I, I I got to live with uh, uh, several of my tenants who just happened to be all wonderful. Um, university lady students. Yeah, yeah, I remember seeing that. It was a good watch. <laughs> um, and I've seen, I've seen clips. You know, we've seen the TEDx talk that you did. Um, you know, interviewing stars such as uh, John Travolta. Um, who else have you interviewed uh, on stage? There's a few clips I've seen. Yeah, yeah, just uh, just a few, uh, really. Um, yeah. Um, uh, um, 50 cent. 50 cent. You know, <laughs> uh, I've, I've actually been in films with uh, Madonna and John Cleese as well. Amazing. Um, yeah. Amazing. So, well, we, we, my, my, my great aunt and uncle were, they were equity members and they used to get me into lots of films. So, so probably that's okay. where it started. Uh, some of the people I, I've met on stage, I've actually paid to, to, to meet them on stage. Others right. I've, I've just bumped into, and, and uh, obviously before the selfie days, I, I, I'd actually met quite a few, but never thought to take a picture with them. Uh, yeah, so a lot has changed now. Um, mm. You know, people are really jumping up the opportunity to for that social proofing uh, yes. on, on social media. Um, so tell us about tell us about your story then, Ben. I mean, you know, obviously I've just touched upon it uh briefly there but in your in your words you know how did you go from sort of you know where you are now i mean i i remember we, we spoke about even how you know racism is a big thing at the moment everyone's talking about you know of, yeah that's thing true. In the media and um you know we've had conversations about that you know your your struggle through school, school uh, early school life and growing up with certain anxieties and limited thinking um, how did you how did you overcome you know being that introverted individual to the eccentric guy you are now? <laughs> uh, yeah, that 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 was an interesting journey. I, I think everyone has their own own way of dealing with their their own limitations and 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 things happen along their lives. You know, people are put their way. Uh, for myself, um, first of all. Um, kind of the the bullying and and the the various isms started to reduce when i when i went to university and the great thing about actually going to a university rather than learning from home which is what my parents did they did they did, did their degrees long distance um is you meet a lot of people who who just want to get to know about other people and they're they're they're, they're inquisitive and they, they don't come with any kind of pre-judgments so so that's where things started uh i met a, a bunch of this sounds weird but i met, met a bunch of christians who actually believed 
rather than talked about it. You know, you, you meet a lot of people who just go to church and, and you don't really know whether they believe in God or not. And yeah. it sounds weird, but but I, I had a, a spiritual journey with them uh, and that really changed a lot of my life. Uh, as, as I say to a lot of people, in, in the in, in the religious texts such as the Bible, there's a lot of great, great information about actually just connecting with other people about business, yeah. and it's all hidden with these, with these crazy stories, which most people take in one way, and that's it. They, they read the superficial story and they think, oh, that's what it meant. But when you read more and more, you actually think, actually, there's a lot about life in here. It's just written in a language that actually most of us don't understand. So you have to really dig deep into in, into to some of those, um, um, call it religious if you like. I, I don't really call it religious. A lot, a lot of it's I, just being, being a good human. Being look a good at it as a book of information, yeah. Mm. Okay, so so... So you went on this sort of path of spirituality, as it were, and that kind of you felt like gave you the foundation. Yes, that gave me a, a, a huge uh, in, uh, foundation to, first of all, begin accepting myself as who I am. There's some some great texts uh, in 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 the Bible that says, look, uh, for example, God didn't want you because your parents had sex or because uh, your mother was raped or whatever it was, it just wants you for you. And that kind of began, if you like, my my own journey of self-discovery and improvement and so on. And then uh, I started listening to other great um, people of our, of the day at the time. The, the, there are people like Brian Tracy, who, who yeah. was one of the... Uh, great people in, in self-improvement in terms of, you know, goal setting and sales. The Earl Nightingale uh, uh, series, which introduces a lot of great, great people who are into self-development. And that moved me on uh, uh, even further. So so that journey helped me. I, you know, I wouldn't say I've, I've completely got out of it. I don't, I don't think anybody ever totally evolves from their their whatever happened in their childhood and i i think that's good i think that the 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 past almost powers you into the future if you can learn from those lessons and and not live in that past absolutely i think it's all it's all character building i mean if anything mm. i've you know just learning the basic principle of reframing you know reframing a negative experience or what you thought would as a negative experience into a more of a positive one um you know I, I share a similar story I, I was bullied by girls when i was at school, like physically abused but looking at me now that's the best thing that happened to me yeah it, yeah. it pushed Do me into that direction I, I, I remember you telling me this story before um johnny and, mm. and I, d do you ever get other guys saying yeah i would have loved to be my girls to you. No, no no that's it well you don't you know when when you back then you know it, it's a traumatic experience you don't realize that it's going to be you know instrumental to your to your growth i guess mm. you know moving forward um but yeah life goes on um so okay so there we go so you got your your basic foundations there you found yourself to be drawn into the self-development kind of industry and community. And I think you're right. You know, once you kind of get thrown into that, you never really leave that journey of self-development because if you, if you do, then, I mean, I think that's a real ba really bad thing. I mean, you chose to stop working on yourself. Um, and then, you know, you're in, you, you're, you, you talk about being in um, sort of like mid-level sort of management within IT. Is that correct? Yes, that's right. So my 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 first job, you know, I I kind of just scraped it. Uh, I, it's sad to say, but there, in 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 those days in in our country, we had a lot of lot more racism than than we have today. So there were yeah. certain jobs I could almost feel it <laughs> in the interview. There was one company I, I I went for an interview. And for some reason, I, I was in the top 1% of a test they gave me. And then when I had the actual interviewers come and interview me, I could feel it. You could, after a while, you just feel it. Anyway, um, 
I, I went on to do something else and then saw another job within that, that company available. It's a very large corporation. And I, I spoke to the recruiter and they said, have you applied for a job here before? I said, yes, I have. And they went and looked me up and they said, well, I don't understand something, Ben. I said, what do you mean? They said, well, you did our tests and we guarantee, we absolutely guarantee people who are in the top two percentile of uh, of people who do our tests. And you were in the top one percent. So I don't know why you're not here. Wow. Uh, anyway, so they said, are you sure you want to do this job? Because it's a bit lower than the other one. I said, yeah, no problem. I'd love to do it. And then I had the same people interview me. And I thought, this isn't going to happen. <laughs> it's just not going to happen. But, uh, you know, you as you say, some things are good for you. And, and uh, I know at the moment we've got this huge um, issue with, with racism uh, and, and probably quite rightly so and, and trying to deal with some of those issues. I, you know, so I, I always have to be very careful when, when I'm talking about racism. But I do feel black people suffer more than even myself. Yes, right. just me looking at statistics in terms of of what uh, people get paid, for example. Uh, so, so I do 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 believe that, and and probably it's it's good that it's bubbling up again. But I, I I've never wanted to work in a place where you're not accepted. So racism aside, there's other isms. There's like Johnny, you're a fantastic looking guy. Uh, we don't want you here because you make us look <laughs> you make us look bad, right? <laughs> so so it, we we do that. We and yeah. we know uh, from some statistics that uh, good-looking people in a court case tend to to get lighter sentences. At least they did a while back. I don't know what it is now. So so there are isms that that ha that people have. Um, not just uh, racism. There's sexism. There's there's a whole bunch of and I always think, I, why would I want to be in an environment that doesn't like this kind of crazy eccentric guy? Exactly. We need more. We need more bench eyes in the work environment. Well, well, no, well, or, or Johnny Cassells, or or or, or Cudas, or Natalias, or, or whatever. But but you really want to find the people who love you for you, mm. and who's got your back, and, and they're going to support you just because you're you. Mm -hmm. Now, my personality doesn't get on with everybody, although a lot of people like it, and, and I'm sure yours doesn't. And you just don't, you just, they may be great people, but it just doesn't work, the connection. Yeah. And so you, you, you just shake hands, maybe have drinks with them, but yeah. don't get too, too close in, in terms of uh, wanting to kind of do business or, or, or be best pals. Yeah. I get it. Way, over time, you just surround yourselves with more and more great people who go, Johnny, Johnny. <laughs> yeah. I, I, it's always intriguing to see who's, there's a phrase um, that I like. It's, you know, pay attention to people that aren't clapping when you're winning. Mm. You know, and it, it, it's really telling of one's character. You know, the people that aren't there to support you and cheer you on when, you know, when you have achieved something great. Um it's it's kind of like a nod to, to cut these people yeah, yeah. I, I you know i actually prefer it when something goes wrong because mm. that's when you really learn <laughs> who's who's got your back and who's supporting you whereas like you don't know when you're doing well so for example when i've been the editor of magazines tons of friends and when i'm not that industry some of them suddenly go and vanish so so i i, I I, I think the the best place to to see who's your who's got your back is is when things go wrong, and in my early days, I deliberately created um, um, kind of things that would they wouldn't really go wrong. But for example, I, I need someone to help me paint a house. Johnny, yeah. are you? Yeah, uh, and if you said, "Oh Ben, I'm really busy this week," oh okay, I get it. But if you said I'm busy this week, but I'm free on this day, I can come and help you then. So it's a very different message you've you've shared with me. Yeah, I like that, and and it's um 
you know, I'm thinking as you're as you're saying that right now of of people that will almost just drop if I'm in if I'm in need of help, they'll drop what they do to come and help me. You mm-hmm. know, and um, you do take note of that. You take note yeah. of who the, these people are, and and you always make sure that you you reciprocate that. Um, and those that don't, you know, again, you you can't really talk them into trying to being a good human being, but um. You and and why would also. you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Be a good human being. Come on, boy. Come on. I've, I've got you back. <laughs> <laughs> so let's let's circle back into this then. So um, right. So you you you're on this. Uh, you land a job. You know, you do sort of mid level sort of management in IT. Um, and then you've got this idea of becoming financially free. So yeah. What were the steps to get I me? Mean, because there's people right now, you know, they might be thinking about, okay, they're going to go into work once this pandemic's over. And, right. you know, they just want to be in charge a bit more with their time, you know, and you can yes. only really achieve that by being financially free. So what were the steps that you took and that you can share with people that they could potentially replicate? Okay, so first of all, my, my, my first job, although it was in IT, I was just in administration and procurement. Right. That's it. It was, first of all, admin, and then they moved me into buying. Yeah. Uh, it was a very low level. I, I was paid about five, six grand a year. I, I lived on a friend's floor. Wow. I ate porridge for lunch and, and cornflakes for dinner. Uh, cycled, um, I don't know, 15 miles to work and 15 miles back. That That, that was... That was kind of my life. And I, I really thought, yeah, I need to get out of my shit. <laughs> my crap. Yeah. I really do. Because, like, um, you know, how would I, if I went on a date, bring a lady back to my floor with <laughs> six other people living there? Yeah, that 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 wasn't going to, to, to really help me. So what I did uh, is I spent actually to two, three... Um, Till un- until two or three in the morning at my workplace, learning everything I could about their software. And also in, in, in those days, we, you got these 30-day kind of trials. You still do, actually, uh, for the Earl Nightingale Conan series, which is a lot of like how to, to set goals, how to, how to um, have a great mindset, how to attract tons of luck. So Brian Tracy actually signed a, a copy of my my the luck factor, uh, which which he did, uh, yeah. and 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 I used to uh, listen to those for thirty days, pirated them, <laughs> sent them back. Uh, today I've got every copy that I pirated legally now. So, <laughs> right, okay. but but I, then I didn't have any money. So so really, you do whatever you can. Now today, the wonderful thing about the internet is is you don't need to pirate anything because the information's out there, yeah. uh, and you you just go to YouTube and there's hours and hours of of stuff that will teach you how to develop in any area you like. Now, really, you have to want it. And I, I think the issue with many people is they, they think, oh, it, it would be nice to be financially free or it'd be nice to not have the stress of, of, of the 50, 60 hours at work with people constantly, uh, you know, putting me down. But they don't have enough want. Yeah, I they don't want to make the sacrifices to their time. They don't want to give up television. They don't want to... For example, sell their their flash company car and just drive an old um, banger for a few years while they spend the money to develop themselves and and then kind of almost pivot into mm-hmm. a, a, a new era of their life. Yeah. Do, do you understand what I mean? I think yeah. I think you have that with, with some of the people you've coached that you've told them what to do, but at the end of the day, they, they, although they had all the information, they just didn't want to, they weren't in enough pain. That's exactly it. And that's exactly what I was about to say to you. I mean, you know, how many days or months did it take to, to have porridge for breakfast and cornflakes for dinner for you to go, I don't want this anymore? 
Well, it wasn't all that bad, Johnny, because occasionally I, I, I had pot noodles as treats. <laughs> what a delicacy. But you're right, you know, you've got to you got to go through that pain. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um it's you know, there's there's definitely been been some hurdles and, and setbacks in, in in my life and my career, but when you when, again when you look at it, it's it's just it's all learning. It's all learning and you and you need that to to change your perspective and, and strategize and think differently about what the next steps are. Mm. Um, but yeah, the want has to be there. If I'm looking to, and then if you're taking a client on or I'm taking a client on, you know, it's that willingness and that want, you know, that's what I, all I'm looking for within someone. If I've got that, great, pleasure to work with. Yeah. So, so if, when people have that want, you, they can do anything. They, when they've got that passion, they can literally carve their own life for themselves because they will go online they will learn everything about whatever it is they want mm. you could be the worst singer in the world i, I know um, simon cowell and i have a, a difference of opinion here but you could be the the most terrible uh, singer on this planet and if you have enough want you'll go and get coaching you will learn to carve out people who like the way you sing yes there are lots of people who love terrible singers trust me and they yeah. they <laughs> they they will make it their kind of brand uh so so it, it's what how much you want something how much you're yeah. willing to look stupid yeah yeah in achieving that those goals so that was my journey and, I, and i'd love to say i achieved my financial freedom by my mid-30s but there were some areas that i hadn't learned properly uh like how to how to mitigate betrayal and uh, deal with potential financial loss as a result of those betrayals but uh, mm. that was okay so i learned it when it happened put me in almost a million pounds of of, of debt Ooh. and and worked my way out of that to to be financially free today that would absolutely kill me. I mean, you know, I've I've had some big hits, and I've I've, I've shared with you uh, in the past before, but you know, a million. I mean, you know, I I'd have to get a bit Escobar on someone if it happened to me. I mean, a million. How did you bounce back from that? Uh, very badly. I think I, I I slept under my duvet for a couple of weeks, and then or months, uh, and then one day I thought, you know. You really need to sort yourself out then. And, and and here's the great thing about social magnetism. I, I didn't realize that because of all the value I'd added to people over the, the my, my lifetime with them, a lot of people lent me money to help me get out of the situation that I was in. Beautiful. And and they would do it for like some a guy lent, lent me 50 grand and another lent, lent me 100 grand. And I would say, well, how much interest do you want? And they said, no, Ben, you've helped me make so much money already in my life, or you've helped me with a partner, whatever it is. I, I trust you. And over time, of course, I paid paid them back their their, their finances. But it was very, it was actually very humbling, because yeah. you know how some of us we just we 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 we're arrogant because we only give. And we won't accept help back. I, I know it's a problem I have. I don't know whether it's a problem you have, Johnny. I think, everyone, so, I think a lot of people can relate to that. Yeah. So when yeah. people are willing to help you back and you have to accept it, it it's a very humbling moment. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, so so, so that like helped I, me. And of course, the, the one thing that really was taught to me uh, when, when in the in the Christian world is I, I just had to to learn to forgive the people who, who did what they did to me because now I had a, a, a limit on how how much I could earn and yeah. my capacity to think because it would always be marred with that anger inside about what they did to me so that sure. that was a that I, I just had to learn to forgive them which took yeah. a, a, a while forgive them like actually like actually physically like in, in in real life like face to face or just internally just to like release that grudge and just internally release that that grudge i i i would talk to them but obviously i, I you know i'm <laughs> i'm not letting them close to me again 
podcast. I think that's a fantastic thing to share. And I think it's something that a lot of people can be more awake to and, and, and relate to as well. Um, again, so, so you've had those unfortunate experiences and you've learned how to mitigate um, betrayal. Where did the financial freedom come from for you? Was it allocating um, you know, capital in a certain asset class? Was it certain businesses? I mean, what, what was that step? Okay, so um, as I was learning and growing, mm-hmm. I, I started a few small businesses uh, when, when I was in the IT company. Mm-hmm. And obviously, I, I really didn't understand what I was doing, honestly. So I'd learned a little bit of mindset, but I, I had no clue about sales. I had no clue about building a business. I, I had no clue about marketing, branding, all these things. So I made money, but I just didn't know how to expand it. And eventually that went uh, by the way. Then my, my, I had a manager and he was a sales manager. His name's Alan McElworth. He, he has one of the largest networking groups ever in his, in his time uh, mm-hmm. today. Uh, for some reason, he liked me. He, and, and was a hundred percent trying to support me. In fact, he gave me, he actually gave me a huge deal, which he closed, but told the managing director that I'd closed it. Wow. Right. So, yeah. So, so, so there was this guy and he mentored and tutored me in sales, essentially just took me under his wing and, and taught me how to pick myself up, taught me how to work with people who liked me for my race, my way of dealing with things, rather than trying to go after people. If they don't like you, they don't like you. Get over yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. Stop trying to be a mass market product. As well, exactly. Mm. Exactly. And and so so that helped. So now I'd, I'd learned sales. Then I, then my, um, something happened in the job I was headhunted to be in a marketing department. So while I was in the marketing department of, of Kodak, I also took a diploma in marketing. And I learned about marketing. So so now I had marketing, sales, administration, and procurement in in my understanding. And uh, in that business, so I would love to have said. Uh, Johnny, I, I just went and I, I, I thought I'm going to make a million and that's it. I did it. I, I thought of this strategy and did it. But what happened was my director changed to someone who wasn't a very nice person. Uh, so I had a great director before that and he wanted to cut everybody else up at, uh, uh, in terms of the other directors in order to be CEO. And he wanted me to be part of that team to cut all the directors up, which didn't work with my value system. So right. eventually I had to leave and they gave me a whole bunch of money to leave. And that's when I just started thinking about that things. Uh, I, I learned from my first job about some of the skills I'd learned, such as training and educating people. I started yeah. my own little business in training and educating people. And by then, I, now I had sales under my, my, my belt as an ability, just mm-hmm. phoned up tons and tons of people and grew from there. Other people started seeing me and the value I was adding to them in the IT industry. And so I was seen by some, some other people to be doing, and they wanted to partner with me. And we set up a, a business called Advanced Computer Group, which did incredibly well, honestly. We, 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 we had deals which were worth three quarters of a million or one and a half million from United Bank of Switzerland. Microsoft was sending us lots of uh, business and getting us to work with their teams. So Amazing. So that's how it started. Now, way back when I was sleeping on my friend's floor, I, I started thinking I need to find a way to be a millionaire and not not worry about money. Yeah. So so there are certain industries that allow you to do that. Now, remember my my. You, do you remember that Steve Jobs uh, uh, talk where he says you only work out how you did it by connecting the dots backwards. 
I don't remember that. All right, it's yeah. it's a it's a, it's a great um, interview. Uh, but I learned about passive income. So that that's the thing I was uh, thinking: how can I earn money and not do anything? So so when I was doing that work with Madonna and and Sean Penn and all these great people. That was it. I got filmed. I was in the film. I was an extra, or I, or I said a few words, whatever it was. But a month later, or three months, or a year later, I would get another check because they did a repeat of the show or the film, or they syndicated it to Australia. So I just thought, hey, that's a great way to earn money without and the royalties. Yeah. And and I looked into to writing as an educator mm -hmm. and trainer, and I started getting income from writing training manuals for people. And every time they would give the training, I'd get, uh, just if, if there were 20 students, I'd get 20 manuals that were paid for. So Thompson Technologies did that with, with myself and, and a company. So I learned about passive income. I learned that you could do that in property with rental income. Mm -hmm. uh, music, I, I wasn't really good with music. Um, you can do this in network marketing, but again, you know, with network marketing, I was good at the sales, but recruiting people was just a pain in the neck. And then I started getting anxious about their success and doing their work, which is not passive income. It really is. You've student that. So that was something I wasn't good at. And yeah. a number of these income streams combined to help me get to that financial freedom. The, the One of the biggest asset classes that people have today that they if they're good at is businesses you can get a passive income from a business you set it up you run it you get a great team you take less uh, equity in it but now you're out and you can go and set up another business and you're getting a passive income from an, uh, the the business that you set up so that was a wonderful way that that i also um learned. that's a great so, mindset shift as well People used to say I had pies in so many different uh, companies, but, you know, it wasn't much. It was like 5% here, 10% here, 3% here. And yeah. because I had such low um, equity in that business, I didn't really have to do that much. Yeah. One of them sold for $7 million. I I got 5% of that. Excellent. Yeah. And and you can do that. Uh, uh, some some of your listeners and audience they they have certain skill sets and and they can work with a startup and they can say well look you can't pay me which is true a lot of startups can't pay you but they can pay equity. Mm. there is a lady who was allegedly earned zero zero point i think she earned a quarter of a cent for uh, uh, some code she put into um, Microsoft's disk operating system. And that piece of code was put then put into Word and some of their other products. She's, she's a multi-millionaire. Wow. Just amount that she, that coding. And I think too many people are greedy, Johnny. On, uh, they're just too greedy. They want, well, I did this, I did this. I, I need all this money. But if you just go for that little bit. So I had lots of little small percentages in other businesses and, and and of course i got little payouts that's that's really uh that's a lot of food for thought right there um because i think that's a, a change in perspective i think when people think that they've got to start a business um they've got to stay in that business and i think you know what you're kind of encouraging people to do is kind of look to add value um or even take steps to get out of the business that you may already be in take some you know just take a bit of equity and move on to your next project i think that's very helpful mm. as well for people that are um serial entrepreneurs like yourself you know parallel so, parallel Seriously, you only do one business at a time yeah parallel, parallel you're doing i like that <laughs> yeah okay and so let's let's move on to the more like the um the social side of things i feel like you know that what you've shared so far is fantastic. You know, I think people can get a lot of value from this. Um, now, you go to a lot of events, right? And you do a lot of networking. And with in mind of what you just said, how do you find those businesses? Well, uh, you see, there, here's a limiting belief that you can only find contacts at networking events. 
yeah. you know this uh, this neighbor so so during the um coronavirus epidemic i've been li living in uh in in some of my houses which are now empty be because the students have had wanted to go home and so on i've been doing up the houses as well as living in my normal residence right um and one of the people i didn't know them at all i only got to know them for a few days and they've got kids and i've got lots of these toys that i never gave to to my kids as a as a dad because i just forgot about them they were surprises <laughs> so I just i just started giving her the, these 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 kind of like they're, they're brand new toys i just never used them and she said oh is your house free i said yes uh, she said can i have a look at it so i said yeah sure and she then put me in touch with a, her, a colleague at work and they've now rented that entire house right now this is without me having to go to estate agents and paying them their 12 or 14 percent cost the people who are there are actually they work in the building trade so i don't even have to worry about maintenance which are Correct. other costs have and that is that's a pure networking without going to networking event yeah i've i've met people in in on the street here's a great way of networking on the street by the way during the epidemic so you know you've got this two meter distance from people which is which is a rule that i've always applied to my students anyway always have that social distancing rule yeah well yeah exactly because otherwise yeah. when you're really in their face it's like <laughs> uh, so so hey with the social distancing when you're in line at the shops you don't know who's in the waiting in that line you really have no clue right so you're there and you're, you're two meters apart and you say hey how are you doing blah 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 how's the how's the epidemic treating you what what's going on in your life and now you've started this great conversation yeah so I, i've now met top music uh, people in the music industry i've met just just outside waitrose or tesco's or sainsbury i've met lots of really great people some of them have given me their phone numbers and some of them haven't but that's okay you you don't work with everyone and uh, and you connect them with other people so so the people in the music industry you just connect them with all the great people in the music industry. Exactly. There's a, there's I'm, I'm a massive advocate of that. I mean, it's not about yeah, what you can get you start out, out of it. adding value to them, absolutely. Yeah. And then you become the reason why everyone knows each other, you know, and um, that's a very powerful position to be in. Would you say, with, in regards to what you've just said, how important is positioning for you? In terms in, in of terms where you of meet like, people, I mean, I, I think it's really important that my trows, but it could be anywhere. It could be like you know the north of yeah. England, where you you know you meet a certain type of person, or you know it depends. How important is it for you? Okay, so position at Waitrose is very important for me. I need to be two meters away from them. That, that yeah, you, 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 <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, I don't. I I've never told people who I am never it's it's not it's not part I mean, of what I'm, what I'm what i'm talking about is geographical as opposed to status uh, okay in yeah. in terms of um so i i love being in london but i i'm not sure about that now right yeah so i i like being in london because it's easier for me to if i want to go to networking events to go there uh, I, as you know, I'm a dance performer yeah. with um, the Incognito Group, and all their all the rehearsals uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Sunday for four hours are all in London. So it's just easier for me to be in London to to get there rather than driving, you know, yeah. to uh, an hour or so and then feeling tired and falling asleep on the road or or, or wanting to have maybe a, a drink with with the guys and not being able to do that so it's just mm -hmm. nicer for me to be in london but right now because of uh, of the the um epidemic it, it's for me you, you might as well just be at home anywhere because you you can't go to events no you There's can't network with people you just you just have a big zoom um get your subscription to zoom 
start learning about tons and tons of online uh, ways you can i tell you a great industry uh, johnny i was two great industries i was thinking of really to invest in one is yeah. masks Mask, right yeah yeah masks. a lot of people hit and, me up with, with and, uh, I, I know that sounds weird but uh, a friend of mine i phoned up uh, him up and and they've just made i don't know five or ten million from from masks and and the and and a lot of the governments are desperate mar for masks and uh, this sounds really bad but for them not for their nhs people but for their their military yeah you you told me this on the phone and it, it's crazy because i know a lot of people that um are trying to supply the government with masks and mm. um they're just having a lot of difficulty getting in with it so i don't know what's going yeah. on there yeah um let's and, let's and another I, I also thought another great industry to be in at the moment would be um the sex toys industry <laughs> i'm in agreement with that <laughs> i think just because people are so poor if they're in they're couples so they're so lonely yeah <laughs> Oh my God! Um, what do you, okay, five biggest mistakes most people make. You think in in within um, networking? The five biggest mistakes people you, make you potentially come across or you've you've seen. All right. First of all, they they in they try to sell people too much on them. They go straight in. They don't add any value. They they just they just uh, say oh. My name is Johnny. Um, you look like a very lonely person. I can help you out. <laughs> right, right. No comfort. Yeah. Just straight in with the, the yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the second biggest mistake is interrogating people. So, what's your name? Where do you live? Mm -hmm. What do you do? Just questions back in. Yeah. The questions have no. They, they're like a formula. There's no. There's no build on on the answers yeah so that's yeah. that yeah uh the 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 third one is just monopolizing the other person's time so when you go to to networking event there are so many people you can speak to and 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 i think probably if you're going to a networking event you know most events you've got a keynote speaker and you've got some time afterwards to just chat right that means you have maybe half an hour to an hour to find four or five people that you can have a meaningful chat with and if someone is monopolizing you then that that means that that person can't get away <laughs> yeah so 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 you learn like how to avoid people you almost see them in in advance yeah that's a, a good tip yeah yeah the the uh fourth mistake that that people make at uh, uh networking events is they 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 haven't had a shower <laughs> <laughs> or, or they or they wow. or onion or whatever they just smell right it's wow. no it's very difficult i'm sorry <laughs> i don't know if you've ever met any at some of your events johnny and, and you're thinking i've i've met all, all, all sorts yeah so i have i've, I've met all sorts yeah so yes yeah, so i'm, I'm familiar think, you, if you want people to connect better with you, you 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 need to go have a wash i know that sounds very basic but <laughs> i i guess it's quite um you got to be prepared as well. If you're if you're in like a networking event and it's been like a you've been sitting down in that room all day, it's been hot. You know, maybe it's like a sem seminar sort of setup. I guess you are going to get a bit hot and bothered. So I think um, you know I think that is something that perhaps is not really thought about prior to actually. Mm. I mean, we're we're joking about it now, but I can see how that could en end up being an issue. Um, so I think yeah, great tip would be at a networking event like. Yeah, yeah, bring something where you can freshen up in the bathroom and then um, yeah. so you can present yourself, you know, accordingly. I mean, uh, today they've got all this gel with the alcohol in it. So so probably if if you had these two meter networking events, you'd be fine. But you're right. I, I always used to bring a small vial of my own uh, concoction of, uh, of, you know, cologne. Yeah. Uh, uh, along with me. It, no, it's absolutely serious. And some mints. Yeah. 
Yeah, you have uh, to do that and well, chewing gum, some deodorant. Um, ben, I'm just conscious of the time. I just want to kind of cram a few more questions in here. Um, wow, we've really got, just got four. Okay, go. Yeah, we've only got like 10 minutes left. So um, what, what, I'm looking at my questions now, which are the best ones to ask. What are the best times that? Uh, yep. Okay, so why is now? I mean, we spoke about this on the phone. And uh, something we both shared was we need to talk about why now is potentially the best time to start a business. Uh, well, first of all, you've got nothing better to do if you've been furloughed or if you're at home and, and you're unemployed. So you've got nothing better to do. Why spend it lying around? Yeah. Why spend it moaning about how terrible life is? Why not learn about something that you enjoy and love doing and seeing whether you can make some money from it? Absolutely. And um, yeah. what what tips do you think would be helpful for people that are trying to be motivated or inspired to 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 start something? So so following my journey, I'd start I'd start following some of the kind of these these Tony Robbins kind of people on YouTube start learning from them uh, learning some of their the way they think it doesn't yeah. necessarily mean you'll you'll agree with everything um go in, uh, and and try and sell something anything <laughs> uh, that you're passionate about and 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 try and make those mistakes right now cuz now's the best time to to make mistakes learn about zoom and some of these mm -hmm. these kind of online uh, networking communication components. Learn how to connect with people in some way. Uh, so, so that education is so so important, really really important. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and and really learn that craft, that whatever it is that you you want to do. I like the make fact both, 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 I think masks. But both you and I uh, share a similar um, coaching philosophy, and and it is like to start with the mindset first. You know, but, I mean, before before you even go to share with someone where to put their money, I think you'd agree. Like you have to, we have you have to get your thinking right first. And that's the same with me when I'm taking on students. Um, you know, mindset is principle before you get into the juicy conversational stuff you know um but that being said you know if someone's got a bit of money lying around and they're looking to um put it somewhere you know um and i know you don't go over the under the title of a financial advisor and you've already shared with us some of the things to look out for such as you know like royalties publishing whether it be in music literature um property or, or businesses Say someone's got, I don't know, 50 grand lying around. What should they do with it? If, you, if they've got some money lying around, well, they, yeah. they, they could contact people like myself uh, and we'll pay you a, a percentage on that. Uh, okay. I'm, I'm not the only one, by the way. So if, that, if you want a passive income that will give you more than the bank and, and, and the government, um, what is that? What is that scheme? We, we pay we pay for small amounts, uh, six percent interest, yeah. which we which we underwrite so so that their investment is safe. Now, please, guys, I, I don't give financial advice, but whatever you do, you must do due diligence on those people. Whether it's me, Johnny, um, other people that might offer you something, and if it's too good to be true. It normally is. <laughs> if somebody says, I'm going to quadruple your money in two days, then they, they, they're probably not going to. Uh, mm -hmm. People in, in in the kind of entrepreneurial world, there's a, there's a lot of people who will sell you stuff, like they'll sell you a funnel. You know? So you might have a, a, a business and they'll create an, an online funnel that will help you with the business, but... They don't tell you that you need also somebody, some a component to drive traffic to the funnel. They don't tell you that you also need to learn about perhaps a webinar. So you need to, to learn how to speak and present information. Uh, so if you're going to, to buy anything to help you, have a look at all the surrounding components that you will also need to learn and then uh, work out the cost of that. 
You may, if you get lucky, make a lot of money overnight, but most of the people who've got online shops and have been successful, have, it's been a three to five year journey for, for many of them. Yeah. Ben, we've um, got just under two minutes now. Um, so uh, I just want to kind of round it off. Uh, listen, I think I think the conversation we've had, I mean, we're definitely going to have to jump on in, in the near future because I think it's just so much more to talk about. You know, there's so much more we can unpack and, and, and share and look into. Um, so what where, where can people find you? And obviously, I spoke about your book. They can find that on Amazon, Social Magnetism. Um, but where, where can they find you? Have you got anything else coming up? Um, so there's a there's a few uh, interviews that are coming up. Uh, I, I don't normally broadcast them. Yours is the only one that was broadcast in advance, Tony. Great. Knowing because you're such a great entrepreneur, author, TV star. Um, no, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so you can find me at uh, Opportunities. Just put that in in Google. My mm-hmm. my um, address is there. Uh, do watch the TED Talk on social magnetism, yes. guys. Really, really do watch that TED Talk. It will help you so much, and in, in not just in business, but also uh, a lot of the stuff that Johnny teaches you in connecting with with uh, a potential partner. Uh, it will help you there, and, and why it's important to walk away from some people. Uh, and obviously, my Instagram, Ben Chai Official, uh, my Facebook is Ben Chai and my Twitter is Ben Insight Chai. So you can connect with me on any of these. Uh, LinkedIn is probably my preferred channel. Five seconds left. It's ticking. It's going. It's going. It's going. It's going to cut us off. Hi, guys. If you enjoyed the content, why not head over to my YouTube channel and hit subscribe? If you want to send me a message directly, head on over to my Instagram, London Dating Coach where you can contact me directly.